Hey, my name is Brianna, and you're listening to the FCC Grayson Podcast. God is doing some incredible things here at First Church. To learn more about FCC and maybe plan your visit, head on over to FCCGrayson.com. We hope today's message gives you hope, inspires, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive into today's message. And welcome back to Chop for Time in beautiful, gorgeous, overcast, a little mm-hmm. bit chilly, Grayson, Kentucky, yeah. here at First Church of Christ. Um, it's you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Is what it's been a while since what been they the say. Yeah. So hey, we're here with you again, Ben James, pastor, mm-hmm. along with Thomas McClure, youth pastor here yeah. at FCC Grayson, and. It's good to good to be back in front of a it microphone with you, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, you know, we had a, a little brief period of um, a couple quarantine stints. Yeah, you yeah. did one. Very staggered. My yes, own. yes. Sort of yeah. My turn then. Yeah, there was zero you. overlap in uh, our quarantine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was but so you? excited to get out of quarantine, come back to work, hang out with the staff, and like you know do all of this <laughs> stuff. And then the day before I get out. You go into quarantine. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yes. So, um, you know, Thomas, you had tested positive yep. uh, for COVID. You yep. have recovered. You yep. did well throughout. Felt a little rough in patches yes. here and yes. there. Uh, my daughter came home from school, and just as a precautionary right. uh, thing, yeah. you know, coming back in from campus, she had a test and tested positive. She yeah. stayed pretty much asymptomatic through the through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, she lost her sense of smell. Right. Uh, which is gradually coming back, but that's the only symptom I didn't get. Really, was every the... <laughs> single symptom of the sun except loss of taste or smell. But uh, but we are all doing well. Kylie's yeah. doing well. Kim and I are doing well. I um I almost climbed up my chimney at right. my house yeah. just to get it because that was about the only portion of my house that I didn't inspect, clean, yeah. rearrange something yeah. through that two weeks. And and folks, let me tell you. You have this concept in your mind that, man, two weeks at home, that's going to be nice. Yes, yeah. And, and, and the beginning of it, the beginning yeah, of it is... a couple of days, yeah, it's just it's nice good, to Good, nice. Then oh, it's just... I think no. I hit about day four. It was probably, it was probably like this, the day, day after my symptoms sort of went away, I was already bored out of my mind. Yeah. Like, it really didn't take very long. Yeah. Um, a, so, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, yeah. we'll um, use that term loosely. Yeah, fun. We yeah. we have a nice, you know, thousand square feet to confine ourselves to. Mm-hmm. I was really glad we painted and set up like a little um, office gaming room type space. Yeah, uh, like two days before we ended up going into quarantine, and that's pretty much where I lived. <laughs> that, that was your that domain. Tiny huh? little like yeah. twenty or like eight foot by ten foot room was pretty much where I stayed the whole time. Yeah. So. It's, it was it's great. It's all good, man. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday yeah. we began a new study. We're looking mm-hmm. at role players, which we're going to take uh, the month of December here at FCC, and we are looking at five different characters in the Advent story, the you know the Christmas story as told in the Gospels, uh, and looking at their role mm-hmm. in God's story. Right. Uh, you know, again, we're highlighting the fact that. We're a part of God's story. He's not a part of ours. Right. You know, he brings right. us into his story. And there's some pretty powerful lessons that we can mm-hmm. learn from these, what we would think of as kind of auxiliary characters right. Right. in Scripture. And you minister on your fireplace. Yeah, exactly. That's you know, that's in the nativity set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but you began, you ministered for us yesterday, did a fantastic mm-hmm. job, by the way. I thoroughly I enjoyed it. it. If you did not hear that, I it's up on uh, both the audio podcast and our um, YouTube page. Some good it's on live our website. In there yeah, yeah exactly. Mistakes, oh, don't worry. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll get to those. Yeah, Trust well, me, we will get to those. But uh, you talked about Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth because yeah. even though. You, know, you you made the statement kind of at the beginning of your message. You said, when I was asked to do Joseph, I thought, man, this is going to be difficult right. to get a full message. Yeah. But then you yeah, yeah. really found out that there were there was a lot of things yep. uh, in that story of Joseph, and um, and and just take a take a moment maybe and just kind of tell us a brief mm-hmm. summary of what you spoke about yesterday. Then we'll kind of right. dig a little deeper into right. it. Yeah, so we dived into um, Matthew chapter 1. I originally wanted to try and do the whole chapter. Um, the start has a genealogy, and we'll probably get to that later. Um, but we looked at from verse 18 to 24. Um, uh, so if you have a Bible or something, do um, bring that out and read through that. Uh, and it, it basically is that little short passage where uh, it introduces us to Mary, who was pledged to be married to Joseph, um, but before they came together she was found pregnant uh, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then it has this little interesting couple of um, verses that I really picked up on, which was because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in, in a dream and basically affirmed everything that Mary had said. Um, and originally, I remember the first time I was reading through this, I was like, yeah, this is going to be like a five-minute sermon. You know, like, <laughs> cool, there's a guy, Joseph, he had a dream and they lived happily ever after you know you know that initial like sometimes when you read the bible you just skim through things it doesn't soak in as well right um but uh, this was one of those times where it definitely um a few things jumped out to me about joseph's character that i had never really uh thought of before and so in in the sermon we kind of split up into three sections and we looked at the context of the passage and we looked at joseph's faith and sort of the meat of of what he was all about and then what we can learn from it uh, so the context basically being, uh, we touched on the genealogy very lightly. We'll dive into that a bit more. Um, you know, the Gospels came after the book of Malachi. There was 400 years of silence. So, you know, the idea of um, God speaking to his people hadn't happened in a long time, as far as, well, that's what we would consider to be the case today. Um, and then when we were looking at Joseph, um, I was actually incredibly impressed mm-hmm. uh, by by his faith uh, because Joseph her husband was faithful to the law uh, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly and that means quite a few things because so first off it means um, that he knew his stuff you know he was smart and he knew what the law said and he was I mean I don't I don't know if he could read I don't know if you know what that looked like for him but he knew the law he knew in this situation here's the consequences um, but, so he knew uh, Deuteronomy 22, verses 23 to 24 uh, are the ones that say, If there is a betrothed virgin and a man meets her in the city and lies with her, uh, then you shall bring them both to the gate of the city and you shall stone them to death with stones. So he knew that. But despite knowing that and uh, that being an option for him uh, in his you know potential rage of the situation, mm-hmm. uh, he decides to show grace and kindness to Mary, who he would at that point have considered to be someone who had betrayed him yeah. a lot. So already, I mean, that's a bit of a, a bit of a sign of Jesus already, you know, to show grace to those who have hurt them. And, in, in, you know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so he chooses not to go with public disgrace and deals with it quietly. And we talked a bit before the service, uh, and it's very much like the Matthew 18 yeah. stuff yeah. Um, that we'll get into later. Um, so, you know, he, he goes to deal with it quietly. And I kind of joked after that of um, the moment that he turned around and decided to accept Jesus and and, and um, raise him and and for this all to be true. Which gives the terminology accepting Jesus a whole new oh, layer. You know, it's like he accepted Jesus into his heart? No, into his, his family, physical yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he, you know, he took Mary home as his wife. Um you know, pretty much kind of like adopted Jesus as his own son, raised him in his trade, all of that kind of stuff, um, based on a dream. Like, for me, I kind of joked, my dreams are crazy. Like, my dreams are all over the place. They make no sense. Um, and I am, I wouldn't, I don't know if God's ever tried to speak to me through dreams because I haven't been able to pinpoint any that have stuck out to me. Um, but Joseph clearly knows the Father's voice. And that was something that I found inspiring of it, being able to, like have a dream and be able to immediately recognize that was special. Yeah, and you you framed that really really interestingly that uh that something that I don't think many of us had ever really really thought about before is here is this man who he didn't have an angelic vision. Right. He didn't have um you know a prophet of mm-hmm. God sent mm-hmm. to him directly, you know, um, this was and we're coming off of this 400 years. Mm-hmm. Of silence between Malachi right. and the birth of Jesus, basically, uh, and you framed it to the place of this man went off of a dream. Right. So there had to be a relationship. There had to Absolutely. be an awareness yeah. of God in his life. And I, I thought that was a really interesting thing because you know you said, "Hey, I'm going to take this young man, this child," mm-hmm. and because of a dream that mm-hmm. I recognize came from God my life is going to be completely and totally altered and I'm going to raise right. this young yeah. man. Yeah. Absolutely. Just amazing. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool. So we were we were looking at that and I was also considering for Joseph, I mean, if I was in that situation, I know that the enemy would use this situation against me on a daily basis. Anytime Jesus did something that I would as as his father figure think is weird or different which there was plenty of things that happened i would doubt and i know that satan would sneak in and nudge of like did you did you make the right decision yeah all those years ago and because you know know at some point like jesus was jumping off the roof of the house as a kid with a cape trying to act like he could fly (laughs) you know i mean joseph's like really right really Um, this is this is this is okay this is him okay And, and even further than that like whenever he's in his ministry and people are calling him a madman yeah, like you know, I wonder. I would wonder if Joseph's sitting there with his head in his hands of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I really hope this yeah. is all worth it. And that's one you of know? those real targets that you and I had talked about as we were kind of addressing, you know, and mm. kind of moving into this study um, back a month two ago. Just how overall, you know, Joseph mm-hmm. gives us a picture of being faithful, mm-hmm. being obedient. And being honoring in uh, in a fashion that was countercultural, you know, you've already established right. from Deuteronomy, you know, from the law, which right. was paramount during right. that time, which is what they lived by. That mm-hmm. hey, you know, he could have taken her out, had her stoned in the mm-hmm. middle of the street, and nobody would have batted an eye right. because that was justice mm-hmm. at that point. So that would have been culturally acceptable. Right. What he did was counterculture, right? And and he really extended that grace. How do you think? 
what what was your takeaway? How does that really apply to us today? Right. Um, it, it was kind of funny because over the last couple of weeks with youth, I'd been teaching. Uh, we, we were tackling all of these different questions. One of them was, how do I truly let go of self and follow God's path? Uh, and it's funny, every time I preach, it's always somehow connected to what I'm talking about at youth, um, which is kind of funny. Um, but uh, I was sort of talking about in the day-to-day moments, uh, in the big things, the small things, um, it's pretty much doing what Joseph did of like showing grace, kindness, um, uh, and patience. It says whenever, once he had considered this um, or contemplated this, and then the angel appeared to him in a dream. So he had clearly taken time to think through things. And we're so quick to fly mm-hmm. off the handle and, and to dive into public disgrace, whether that be on Facebook or on other social media platforms or in person uh, or in gossip with our friends and talk about people behind their back or um, discredit people for voting this way or doing this or, you know, whatever that might look like. Um, And uh, whereas Joseph had this really mature response to an incredibly difficult situation. Mm. Um, And if if Joseph, who, you know, Joseph wasn't Jesus, he was just a a man. But if Joseph can do that in a huge marital crisis like that, then I can do it whenever I have a disagreement with a friend yeah. over something trivial. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and even though that um, engagement was mm-hmm. completely different back then, you right. know, there was there right. was a greater level of commitment that came with their yeah. engagement than what right. we associate it with. We still understand that he wasn't married to her at this right. point. That was something I did find interesting. I never actually dived into fully, but even though they were engaged... It talked about divorce, which I just find interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't fully know about that. I'm going to do some more research that this week, just because it's it's fascinating. I, yeah, it really is. Dive into that a bit more, but um, towards the end, I just dived into Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. Um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, uh, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I think that really summed up Joseph's story. Um, you know, he took time to consider it. I would like to think that he prayed about it and mm-hmm. sought um, sought God in that situation. Um, and uh, it seemed clear after the dream that the the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, had guarded his heart and his his mind. Yeah. You know, so I thought that that verse really tied in well with his story. And and it's, you know, a lot of the writings of Paul are really easy to put into our own lives. So whenever I was teaching, I thought, you know, I'll have to find something in the letters that really wraps this up well that we can we can use. So I kind of repeated that verse a lot mm-hmm. towards the end mm-hmm. just to really, um, you know, drive it in of like, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, um, make your request known to God yeah. and and seek the peace that, that he offers, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, it's like a 10-minute, like, blast of the thing uh, I've probably missed out a few things but um, the longer version's on I was going to say so, that's, that's yeah. the good that's the yeah. good part the extended edition yeah. is already available right um, right. so one thing that you and I are learning uh, in our study for this particular mm-hmm. month in this study that we're doing is that there are layers of complexity mm-hmm. within each of these stories mm-hmm. that a surface level reading of right. um, either you know, Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or mm-hmm. the ones that have, you know, somewhat of a birth announcement. John, right. John just picks up, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. whatever, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. But um, there's so many different 
layers and elements of complexities mm-hmm. that we've missed out on just on surface level readings. What are some of the things that as you were diving into mm-hmm. the the person of Joseph, what were some of the things that you had to leave out? I know you said you kind of already, the genealogy type thing. Right, and uh, the genealogy was more of a um, very interesting thing that was in the passage. I do quite like to, you know, if we're reading a, a chapter to try and tackle the whole chapter. Um, so that was just something that Matthew did Um I think in the writing is he made it very clear from the get-go this book is about the messiah which is a bold statement to begin with mm-hmm. you know there's no there's no dilly-dallying there's no waiting there's like no this is the messiah yeah. i mean even if you look back at genesis 1 um the very first chapter of genesis uh in hebrew when it says god created the heavens and the earth it doesn't actually specify that it was yahweh yes you know it's got this like mysterious like mm-hmm. oh which who are we talking about and then chapter two he goes oh it was yahweh that's the guy who created everything but Matthew's like, no, it's Jesus. Jesus yeah. is everything yeah. from the very beginning. It's all about Jesus. Um, and the genealogy is really interesting. Um, you know, it's because it's not an exhaustive list. Um, he skips lots of generations uh, in it and makes this poetic structure. Uh, there's three sets of 14. Um, uh, what's the word? Stanzas? Verses? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's three sets of 14 people yeah. um, in it. Um, there's three women mentioned, and um, mm-hmm. all of whom are colorful characters. Yes. Um, and there's a lot in there, just with the poetic style of things, and and um, there's a few other things that I was researching into. But it was one of those passages where it's like, this is so fascinating, but it's not actually about Joseph. So <laughs> you know, it was really interesting, <laughs> yeah. and I really encourage people to look into that, because um, I automatically ignore those passages. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's boring, uh, in my <laughs> humble opinion. Uh, but it was actually fascinating whenever I was looking into it a bit more. Um, but with Joseph, I think the main thing that I found with Joseph was not necessarily in the passage itself, but just in my uh, sort of Western Christian Christmas view of the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we just completely breeze past Joseph. Yeah. And he's just a guy. You know, um, and and it's clear, you know, so, you know, in other passages when they talk about Mary, uh, it's clear that God chose Mary because she was pure of heart. You know, she was a very strong faith character and it's very encouraging of her. Uh, but in this, it seems that Joseph is in the, in a very similar boat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that was something that I um, I, I admired about him. Um, and I kind of feel bad for him that we don't really talk about him that much. Um <laughs> But uh, it is it is just interesting. I mean, we've had that over the past couple of months where you just come across this little character like Melchizedek yep. that just has a few lines written about him. Like, we really don't know a whole lot about Joseph. Uh, I don't know how much Joseph comes into play later in the story. Um, not a whole lot, as far as I'm aware. Mary has talked about a whole lot more. Um, but there are so many characters throughout all of Scripture who have a very strong faith and very... Um, radical story um that that aren't given as much light as other characters you know and and we we have this like main character syndrome you know that we love to relate that's that's a good term yeah yeah Yeah. like we we love to relate i mean i know that that's the um matt chandler thing of you're not david um (laughs) but like we, we love to look at characters like david and goliath or or you know elijah and king ahab you know and we relate to the main characters mm-hmm. 
Um, it's that Hollywood idea of yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm kind of like David. I could be like David. Um, but these other side characters like Joseph, who are just real people, yeah. who just have a faith that's strong, that that is clearly attainable. And these are kind of people that we can really look to and be like, you know what, actually that's something that I can aspire to be like. Um, obviously we can aspire to be like David and we can aspire to be like other characters, but we just breathe breeze past the small characters because, you know, we're so obsessed with the main the people. Main, yeah. um, so there was a couple of other things. I mean, I'm, I'm all over the place here this morning because that's usually where my brain goes when I'm writing a sermon. Um, so yeah, one of the other characters that I, I don't know why, but really jumped out to me was Hosea and Gomer. Um, you know, Hosea was this prophet who uh, God told to marry Gomer, uh, who was a prostitute, a lady of the city. And... Um, was in a, not, I mean, a, a similar situation in a sense of having to abandon their own desires mm-hmm. and to save their marriage for the sake of the story of the Bible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of different because, you know, Hosea went, or Gomer went back to prostitution and stuff like that. So it's, it is a different kind of story. But there is, there is so much in this passage, even just about marital yeah. healthiness. Uh, and trust and um, boldness to stay in marriage when things aren't easy um, that I didn't really tackle um, that I, I probably could have I'd, it's so hard to know when you can fit things in yeah. time wise yeah. I'm also not a huge fan of having like 27 points to a sermon <laughs> yeah exactly um, but yeah there's there's a lot in here just about um, or in the bible in general through so many different characters about marriage mm-hmm. and relationship and um, trust and faith and uh you know, because even though it says that Joseph, um, I touched on this a little bit, but Joseph was just going to divorce her quietly. Um, even though that was excusable in certain circumstances from Deuteronomy 24, um, it's never advised. Right. You know, God never promotes divorce yeah. as a, this is what you should do. Um, uh, you know, reconciliation and and peace within relationships is always God's goal. Mm-hmm. And even when things do fall apart right. or when there's hard times. Um and again, Kylie and I have only been married for a couple of years, so you know we haven't had a huge amount of time to let things fall apart. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. fortunately, to, you got that time frame right. I did, eventually, I did, yesterday, yeah, I was a little we, worried. Yeah, I, I made worried. I made a few mistakes yesterday. I mean, I said that the the uh, best of which. Let me let me let me take this one. Okay, because okay. <laughs> I was I was able to see a lot of the responses and well, the so laughter. Because you were talking about that as Joseph was processing this from the dream that he had and the situation that he was facing reality, you said it could have been possible that Mary had become pregnant by another man's wife. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That was classic. Yeah, I need to go back and study biology, don't I? And not one that's going to fade away anytime soon. Yeah, well, you got your 2000 masks that's and right i got my hey, listen I there are there are so many things biology that i have said <laughs> that have not gone away at yeah, all yeah that i'm going to hang on to this one that's that's fair enough so yeah. tightly it just it just flewed out i don't i don't know why but yeah it was just one of those things of, and there was know, there was this Joseph mo- was probably yeah, you know there was this moment of everyone kind of taking this 
time to register. What did he just say? It was almost kind of like me, the look that I have on my face when I'm trying to do math in my head. You know, I've got to carry the one look. Yes, it was great. It was great. Well, the important thing in those situations is I had to make fun of myself before anybody else Exactly. So, as soon as you do that, you're in the clear. Yes. Uh, But... Yeah. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> probably. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So I think that that was probably the main chunk that I would have uh, that I've left, you know, left out of the whole thing. The the two areas was probably the genealogy and mm-hmm. the the sort of intricacies of that, the poeticness of that, the reason for the three sets of fourteen and how everything pointed toward Jesus. And it's more of like a legal case, you know, like yeah. he's sort of stating it's like, look, here is all of the qualifications that Jesus has to say that he is that descendant of David, Um, uh, you know, which is just cool. Um, It's a fun story. Uh, And then the other thing was the marriage side of things and the boldness to stay um, in a marriage and to pursue marriage and to be faithful in your marriage, um, even when things make no sense. Um, So, and, you know, and and I think um, relationally, that same passage that we looked at at the end, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God uh, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, I mean, that's just, I mean, that is such a great practice yeah. um, day to day, moment by moment practice in everything, whether it's in marital situations and um, the worst of which can be horrific mm-hmm. or if it's in a Hey, we're a hundred dollars short this month and what are we going to do? You know, um, or what do you want to have for dinner? Like it can Mm -hmm. be in any situation. Um, and I just, I really wanted to go, you know, hit home with that verse of like, this is a practice that we can have at all times. Uh, And the one that Joseph clearly was able to do, even though, you know, this was written way before or way after Joseph, but, um, it was really interesting. I really enjoyed diving into it. Yeah. For sure. Um, these, just, yeah, these lesser known yeah. characters or lesser studied right. characters can be really, really fascinating. And as we, um, <clears throat> as we kind of wrap this episode up, uh, this Christmas season, as we typically do with our families, hopefully, mm-hmm. you kind of recount, you know, the Christmas story, the the Advent, the birth mm-hmm. of Christ. And, and just a couple little lenses that I would encourage everyone to do. As you're reading through the Gospels, um, read through the birth announcement or the emphasis on the birth announcement. Uh, as you're looking through Matthew, read it from a historical angle mm-hmm. because that's what Matthew is emphasizing is mm-hmm. this birth announcement through history. With Mark, read it through repentance because mm-hmm. that's Mark's kind of theme of that's why Jesus came uh, with Luke read through that with a worship and an adoration mm-hmm. lens and even though there's not a birth announcement in the gospel of John read through the gospel of John with a relational focus right. on that because those are, those give you different pictures mm-hmm. of the same story right. uh, and how we always talk about on here there's so many different layers mm-hmm. to everything uh, so that that's that's a yeah. really cool little little way to to view things and to look at them with your family as we go through this season. But Thomas, again, excellent message yesterday. Uh, thank you for doing that. Is there anything else before we? I I'm just really excited about this. I mean, I kind of dread Christmas season mm-hmm. in churches because yeah. hey, Jesus so is born. many so yeah, so many churches just do the same sermons every year. Mm-hmm. 
and this you know focus on the same things every single time and this just feels focusing on the side characters and not like focusing on the side characters in a way that is relatable and practicable yeah in our, sure. day, in our days today, to that's a word yeah. um is just refreshing you know because we're still focusing around that story yeah but you know it's a, it's a different way of looking yeah. at it, um, which I, I'm really enjoying. Yeah, good deal. Well, this coming Sunday, we're going to be looking at Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, John the Baptist's mom. So there's some really, really interesting stuff uh, that, that takes place there. So I'm looking forward cool. to that. But uh, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us again for Chopped for Time. See, I knew you were going to get it first time. I never do. That's right. All right. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a great week.